Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, your host, Caroline Foran. I hope you're enjoying it so far. I hope you're getting lots and lots of tips. I wish I had all of the information that I've been getting way back when, when my anxiety was so bad because I really think I would not have experienced the depths that I did. But obviously, look, we live and learn and even beyond my own book, having had all these conversations, I'm so much more equipped now to handle anxiety if and when it does arise for me and I hope it's the same for you. So this week I am joined by, well, Bear the dog is with me right now. He's very upset and because I've been leaving him alone for too long so he might start barking now any second. Hopefully not. But in a moment, he's actually giving me evil eyes now. I'm sorry, Bear. I'm sorry. You can't see him because it's a podcast. Anyway, I'll post a picture of him on my Instagram. For those who don't know what Bear looks like, he looks like an Ewok. Um, and he's Pomeranian Shih Tzu. He looks like a little mad bat. But yes, anyway, on to my human guest, which is Melanie Murphy. She is the author of Fully Functioning Human Almost. And her new book, If Only, is a fiction book. It's coming out very, very soon in June. And from what I've heard, because we have the same publisher, it is fantastic. She also has her own range of me time journals that are really, really great as well. And she's a huge YouTuber, has over half a million people following her. Um, on YouTube and obviously she's very big on Instagram and she's just my kind of gal she, we're cut from the same cloth she's very realistic very upfront talks about diarrhea and all those kinds of things which obviously you know I have um, I don't have a fondness for diarrhea but I have a fondness for being open about diarrhea <laughs> I am making a balls of this intro but sure look I'm gonna go with it enjoy this episode and as always really appreciate the reviews and any subscribes and any feedback that you have for me thank you so much 
I'm joined now by Melanie Murphy. Thank you so much for joining me on Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast. How are you? <laughs> We're here having a lovely cup of tea on your bed. Thank yeah. you for letting me invade your home. Oh, you're grand. So, Got my peppermint tea. Oh, very healthy now. Um, very <laughs> anxiolytic is what I would say about that. Um, so we've had very similar experiences of anxiety. Mm. Before you tell me your story, can you just give the listeners a little intro into what you do? Because you have a very kind of modern way of your 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 career is probably quite a new type of career yeah exactly so um I'm one of those people who if I'm in a taxi I never know what to tell them Mm. like about what my job is I am a company director but I started off on YouTube and I was covering topics like acne and food eating disorders a, a variety of things that I was going through at the time and it ended up taking off to the point and and now I've got over half a million subscribers on my channel and um, Instagram and that kind of thing cropped up for me just as a side thing because my viewers were like oh why don't you have Instagram Mm. or how do we keep in contact with you between YouTube videos Um, so my channel has kind of evolved quite a lot from like I used to do a lot more beauty content and now I would do a lot more lifestyle personality based stuff Um, I've published a best selling book it's called Fully Functioning Human Almost and that kind of goes through a bunch of different topics that I cover on my channel in more depth and now I'm writing a fiction book and that'll be out in the summer called If Only I have so much admiration that you just flipped from (laughs) non-fiction to fiction because people always assume if you've written a book it's like oh you just write a string of novels I'm like no it's a completely different brain it's so hard but you've always had the fiction part of you haven't you you've always been writing stories I feel like it's very calming like you know because we're we're talking about anxiety and stuff but like reading and writing are two of those the only things really where I get into that kind of a flow where nothing else exists and I'm yeah. just in the moment completely it's it's really good way of grounding myself and feeling more present mm. is reading or writing I get really wrapped up in a story I get the same thing with Netflix show or whatever yeah. but you know it's uh just feels a little fun. bit more better for you or something when you're yeah. like doing something creative <laughs> yeah um, so take me back to the very beginning have you always had anxiety in your life or was there one obvious moment where things started to kind of feel bad for you. Yeah, so um, I obviously, like, I'm 29, so I kind of come from that era where no one really spoke about mental health and it wasn't very understood. I had um, a family member who has always suffered with schizophrenia, so everyone would talk about it in in terms of like you know oh mental um, health. her you know and, yeah. and her thing and what, what she's gone through and stuff like that and if anyone showed signs of anything it was just you had to keep a hush hush kind of thing okay. especially in my family I feel like um but my anxiety really kicked in very badly when I was 19 and I'd kind of a bunch of things happened over a three or four year period and they just kind of built up to this point where it was like blow point you know yeah. I, it was it was, it was really bad at uh, breaking point and um what did I say blow point <laughs> But um, yeah, when I when I was a kid, my parents divorced. Um, I was about seven, and I didn't really think that had much of an impact on me. But looking back, like especially now, all that I know about the the link with my my stomach issues, my constipation, like IBS, like I know it's TMI, but those oh, things are don't so worried. Linked. They're so used to that yeah. by now with this podcast. All, all those things, like the, all that started around that time, and I I remember going and I I saw my dad's new place, and I got sick all over the place, and I just had this achy, uncomfortable feeling in my stomach, in my you know it's that that anxiety feeling that you can't describe. It's not really in the chest. It's not really. In, it's just this weird tension, and I I remember that, um, but. I didn't 
ever call it anxiety yeah. it wasn't labeled or any no so as, as far as your mind was concerned you were fine and you were handling the divorce yeah. fine but your body was telling you otherwise mm-hmm. and that is just so unbelievably common people will know that that's exactly how it manifested for me um that i didn't draw the, the link between what was happening in my gut and little yeah. worries and stresses and stuff and yeah looking back now now that you know it was anxiety does it all seem very clear for you oh yeah like it's 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 mad because even when I started having anxiety symptoms when I was 19 I still didn't really know what it was um I thought I was going mad and having a mental breakdown and you know my ex at the time he'd call me mental and say say these things to me and it turned out he was going through the same thing like we would have these blow-up arguments where the two of us felt so like out of control and the two of us were we spoke years later and we actually both were experiencing anxiety at the same time but um for me it first manifested in uh breathing issues like excessive yawning and things like that um and I don't I don't know when it kind of shifted into like because I had panic attacks and I know that not everyone who experiences anxiety actually has panic attacks but it, it got really really bad for me for a while it was a period of a few months where I had all these little rituals with my dad and like he had figured out the only ways of calming me down but one weekend in particular stands out to me we went to some movie and I just remember only like one scene of the movie I was kind of sitting in the the cinema and I just I just couldn't I just was I, I felt so detached from myself and so um scared and I didn't know what I was so afraid of and he ended up bringing me um to like I I don't want to I don't know what you even call them nowadays like you don't say a madhouse but it, it, <laughs> yeah. it brought me somewhere yeah. basically where people with really bad mental um health, mental issues and stuff I kind of uh go for treatment and I was just remember I was in this office with this man and my dad and I was running around the place just kind of like going mad and just going up at the wall so and just frightening. yeah I was losing my mind like and he was just looking at me like oh she's, um, she's like got oh, anxiety you know um and I was like what I just didn't know it just sounded like such a more serious thing at the time yeah um and that began like the phase of where I was kind of learning what was wrong and mm-hmm. what caused it and what like what uh, that it's a natural response to things and kind of realizing where it came from um even though I, I have friends who it came out of nowhere for yeah. them but for me it was like you know I'd lost my grandmother I went through a breakup I lost a job I gained actually a lot of weight within a year and a half because I was kind of comfort eating through mm-hmm. all this and um, so there was a it was mainly change change yeah. is the big theme and all of the change was just so much in such a short space of time that I just couldn't process it and was it reassuring for you you know you say what the person was like oh she's just anxious and you're like oh I thought it was something more sinister Mm. for me everyone would have thought that that was good news but I was like if it's just anxiety why the hell can't I just snap out of it and be okay and for me it was so much more unnerving that I was capable of feeling that way and capable of of plummeting to those lows yeah with no I really desperately wanted something to pin the blame on yeah. you know if someone told me oh it's because this um, this sounds awful but if it was like this tumour in your leg that we can isolate that's causing you these anxiety symptoms yeah. I would have been like delighted because then it's not me yeah. but when it's mental health you feel like you should be able to control it mm. and so was it was it reassuring for you to know it wasn't wasn't anything sinister yeah like I, I when, when I was told well see the thing is it was made out to be kind of more of a big deal at the time because I remember he kind of, he said, you have generalized anxiety disorder and he was kind of like, you're just going to have to learn to live with this. 
this is, you know, I, I didn't realize it was something, because now I don't consider that I, I have that. I do deal with anxiety sometimes. I'll have the very odd panic attack, but it washes over me very quickly and yeah. I know what it is. But at the time, I thought, based on what he said to me, that that state I was in was going to be my constant state going forward. Yeah. I didn't realize, unless I was on medication. So I did, um, I was taking Xanax for a little while, um, but I knew, like, he didn't even tell me, like, I had to be on that long term. He told me there was other options and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad then as well was kind of helping me approach it, the lifestyle aspects of it because at the time I just, you know, I, I, I would not leave the house. I wasn't, I wouldn't go for a walk with him. I wouldn't clean my bedroom. I wouldn't eat anything you know, made from any whole foods at all. I kind of, I didn't, I hadn't, I wasn't reading anymore. Like I kind of lost touch with all of the, just the healthy way to go about kind of living your life and keep watering yourself like you're a plant almost, like Mm -hmm. just kind of nurturing yourself in in various ways. I wasn't really doing anything good for myself. And my dad, you know, I was drinking as well on my own. Like he, he kind of helped me to like, see like look lay out my life in front of me and be like you, these are the changes you can make and outside of that you have medication if you need it yes, and, it's there if you need and it. Learn, self-learning you know self-education and all and it was a big reason why like the degree I did was in education and training and in that degree you kind of learn how to self-educate so after that I just found myself always reading up research papers and um researching things and and kind of t- to understand it you know what I mean and now that's why it just doesn't scare me anymore or worry me or when mm. anyone tells me oh, I have anxiety and stuff I'm just kind of like yeah it's fine yeah you know what I, I mean know. we used to be like we've just said this we were recording a video together how you know people and ourselves included would have, would have thought of it as like this virus that takes over mm. and how empowering it is when you realize that it's just your stress response kind of firing off maybe it's a little bit too sensitive and it's something very much that's normal yeah and I think normalizing it for me has always been the key yeah you know bringing it right back to the basics of let's actually look what was going on in your life at that time yeah. does it make sense there's a lot going on for you, you yeah know, it would be yeah. weird if you didn't feel something yeah you know? I, I think as well like I, because like I said I kind of always had that kind of uh, anxious attachment thing of like um after my parents broke up mm. like I was always kind of afraid of losing things or afraid of change like that yeah. that's been like a theme throughout my life is anytime there's huge big changes happening um but funnily enough though like I think because of all of I went through all that in my late 20s then like I, I left a six-year relationship and I completely embarked on this totally different way of life for a while and 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 that should have been so terrifying but I actually found that I kind of could turn the anxiety into excitement like I was yes. I was viewing it in the same way I was like just get excited about this feeling of anxiety because it's like it means you know, like I know I know why I'm feeling it yeah. because I, but nothing bad's gonna happen you know yeah. like that kind of thing something that hasn't really come up yet on the podcast and something that I want to touch on is what you just referenced there there is such a thing as anxiety that isn't bad and it's like optimal oh, anxiety okay. and we spend so long thinking of anxiety as the enemy and thinking of it as the thing that's really holding us back when actually when I took a moment to think about what has anxiety given me and it's given me like razor sharp self-awareness really oh, yeah. good work ethic um, I just know myself so much better and like really a lot of drive and motivation mm. so and sometimes my body confuses anxiety and excitement like what you're saying yeah, there yeah. where it's still I'll still have like the kind of trembling hands and um, feel my heart rate starting to go but yeah. I have to really try and consciously be like oh you're this is a good thing you're excited my body just reacts the same way yeah and I'm so used to thinking it's so bad yeah but 
you know, I think when we start to think of anxiety as something that maybe can work for us yeah. or we can work with rather than against, yeah. it becomes a little bit more easy if you become more empowered. Yeah, exactly. That That is the perfect word for it, is empowering. Because if I hadn't have experienced that, like so many things in my life now, um, I feel like my understanding of like what anxiety is and that feeling... Um, it has benefited me yeah. massively. Like I look after myself so much more. Um, and when I feel it as well, like I don't get too freaked out now. Like I, I get freaked out from having a panic attack, obviously. Yeah. Because yeah, it's no, no, it's no a, one likes it. It's no, horrible. It's a loss of control kind of thing. But at the same time, like in just certain other ways, like it makes me feel very alive. Like I think about um, when I was depressed anyway, I wasn't really ever because I, I didn't really experience much fear or anything like anything really around that time like I don't remember much of the whole time when, when was I, that? Uh, it was the same year so the anxiety came on after I had okay, um, so you really 180 then from very like lethargic into very highly strong yeah yeah and um it was a very strange thing to feel like happy to be feeling anything yeah, do you know what I mean yeah. it was um like you know I remember the first time I cried really properly cried and I felt emotional after the depression and feeling like oh my god like I can feel things again mm. like this is this is kind of like nice to not feel just like I'm just existing mm-hmm. do you know what I mean um and yeah like now I get anxious when you know I have let's say like I have the book coming out and I know like there's going to be a lot of book tour stuff yeah. and all that like I know I'm going to feel a lot of anxiety around that time but it's for a good thing like it's for good reasons yeah. and, and you it's can, for you can sort of see it coming down the tracks and know what to do and put in yeah. place measures before I ask you about sort of what you do to to keep it in check yeah um you have mentioned you know the kind of stigma within your family in particular mm. were you were you worried about what people would think about you even like did you talk to friends oh, about it or um no see, see for for like I'd say for the first five years after like I went and got that diagnosis and I was with my dad and all that kind of thing I was just like don't tell anyone like I don't want anyone to know like Does I that make it worse um I don't, I'm not too sure if it made it worse because I, I, I did slowly from that year, from 19 and I'm now 29, it just gradually improved. But what it did was just made me feel like it, it was this serious thing by the time, like if I got really close to someone that I'd have to tell them this big mm-hmm. thing, whereas it shouldn't it's be. It's like, I have a third nipple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't actually. By the way, I, I, I have a secret child. Yeah. Like it was, it was such a big deal to me. And I think as I, the only reason I started feeling more open to talking about it was because people like online and people in general were talking more about mental health and that never used to happen when I was younger. It just wasn't, was unheard of that someone would feel so comfortable going online and saying in front of millions of people or whatever, like I would watch these people who I thought had all their shit together and then they would just say, something about like they had a panic attack at a party or something. I was like, wow, like, this is really like you're not your normal, own. yeah. And I, I, because they had such a massive effect on me and how I felt about myself. Like I wanted to give that to other people yeah. as well, and that was that's a reason I open up about nearly everything now. Once I tell people, it's not a problem anymore. Yeah. It's like when everyone saw how bad my acne was. Like with the, I had a viral video and it got like eighteen million views when my skin was really broken out, and everyone seeing that suddenly I would go out without makeup on yes. and I would be like oh it's fine because like, you put it out there yeah and you're not trying to resist it anymore. yeah it was amazing yeah. like and I, I think um so yeah initially like I definitely like the whole thing with my family and all that I was like oh god I don't want them to think I'm I'm 
one of them you know that kind of thing um and my family are generally quite quiet and secretive about it especially like on my mom's side like you know I never film videos really in my mom's house I've never filmed with my mom or anything like that because she's quite um private and like you know my my dad's side of the family are kind of they don't really talk much about that kind of personal Mm -hmm. stuff with even with their siblings like um so I did I just reached a point though with YouTube where I was just kind of like I can't keep caring what other people think about this like I just have to be myself and say my truth and if they are not happy about me being that open then that's their problem like to follow yeah Yeah. if that's not my like exactly it's I, I find it very strange when people will go around complain and say about you know reality tv or just whatever it is that they don't like but that it's not for you then yeah. it's for other people who do like it um like i don't like football i don't understand why anyone would be so into like sports <laughs> but it's not for me like yeah. and it, why would i want to take away the joy of people who love that so it's it just kind of one of those things where i was like just just talk about it like it's so important and yeah i've had so many people message me about it since yeah. you know what i mean i for me what i thought was like weakness you know this vulnerability that this sort of um being susceptible to anxious thoughts and, and nervousness and I always felt like that made me look like I used to say to my mom like when I was in the thick of it and I was <laughs> like 25 and I was really bad I used to be like did you like drop me when I was born or like I felt like a chick that was born with a, just a dodgy wing like there's always something a little bit amiss and she was like no you're perfectly fine and now now that I'm actually embracing my vulnerability and I think that has been it's been a game changer and not only does the fact that I'm willing to say like I still struggle with anxiety sometimes or you know I'm not perfect and you know even though I put up a picture on Instagram going out to on a to an award ceremony in a dress or makeup done doesn't mean I don't come home and take it off and have zits everywhere that's such a massive thing I think such a relief that yeah like it, it it takes such a weight off your shoulders and also like I I just want I just want to always hammer this in to anyone like anyone who's listening right now like social media is mostly a highlight reel and it just obviously who is going to film themselves or take a photo of themselves when they're on the floor snot everywhere having a panic attack or something like that like it just you don't take you don't be bringing the bins out and have a sudden overwhelming urge to capture that memory like it's just and I think reminding yourself of that constantly and that the people in pictures you're seeing like they have their own battles going on Mm. like I'm so aware of that now that I don't ever get negatively affected by so you don't suffer from social comparison on social media I I would in terms of like um, not so much with like oh their life is perfect but more so I'm I'm kind of like oh their work ethic is better than me like look how regularly they're posting videos mm. or look how how much more kind of out like they're going to all these events like I'm not why why can't I you know it's more work why yes, social yeah. comparison Um, like say I, I really want to do something but I don't think I can do it as well as someone else that kind of comparison yeah, yeah, yeah. but I never look at pictures of someone who's frolicking on a beach and and think that they don't have any shit going on in their life and and that's just because i'm on the other planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Friend of it, yeah. like I will obviously like post a nice picture and this lovely background with this you know in this on this nice day but I I'm so like so open in my monthly vlogs and in on my channel that I don't expect anyone to look at that picture and be like oh her life is perfect you know what I mean and I you know I've talked about like me and my boyfriend have done videos together and we talk about like how we manage arguments and our conflict resolution and all that kind of stuff like I would never want someone to be like your life is goals I hate when people say that like hashtag goals or a couple goals and this and you're I'm like no like like I I like to share happy nice things because when I'm scrolling I love seeing stuff like that like it puts me in a good mood yeah we don't want it to all be like brutally honest and like down the dumps but I think there is a a nice balance balance. Yeah, yeah so like I would be very conscious of you know, having felt like I was the only person who was struggling with anxiety or the only person who was feeling like, you know, like you say, like it's a highlights reel. And I, so now I consciously, you know, like my books are coming out in America and I'm putting it out there that I'm going to try and give it a go. But like, it's such a hard graft. And rather than just wait until, you know, I get in the New York Times bestseller list, which would be nice. um, (laughs) You know, like I'm talking about the difficulty between here and now or... Mm. You know, um, I just find that it's it's good for me. It takes the pressure off me trying to be this curated person. Mm. And also then what the feedback I get is from people being like, thank you for being yourself. Because, yeah. you know, why do we all feel like we need to put out perfection all the time? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's in everyone's best interest. And I know you don't have to. Like, I mean, I have to interview people on this podcast who... Um, Joanna Cooper is a model and mm. for her Instagram is a work tool and she puts up these unbelievable photos of herself because she wants different clients and brands to see what she's like as a model yes. she's not doing it to make herself look hotter than you yeah. or anything so I was like okay that's a completely different she's coming out from a different angle yeah. whereas for me I'm putting out my she doesn't put her personality really there I'm putting out every bit of myself yeah. and I it's my choice to do that yeah. um, and I find that it helps me manage my anxiety you know I, I, I always feel like when you've written a book about anxiety and you're probably the same people think oh you're fine now and you're yeah, cured yeah. and it's just we're all human and you can still be very successful in spite of your yeah anxiety and yeah. you're you're absolutely flying but you still deal with it yeah. you know that's one thing I find like it, it the odd time it really does get me down where people have this expectation of me to just kind of not you know they're like how can you talk about this one thing if you're not completely you know like body dysmorphia is one I've opened up about that and it's not something at all that rules my entire life anymore and um, and but like the odd time like I have that voice where it, it I just ignore it but it's there and I don't think that's ever going to go away honestly like um and you know some people will kind of say like oh well, why would you talk about something if if you if you're still dealing with it I'm just because people want to feel less alone I like know. we have to connect with each other about this stuff like I feel like in recent times 
a reason people are feeling very isolated and they're getting anxious about that and they're you know they're thinking oh everyone else is out having fun they have loads of friends and I don't and people get anxious about all sorts nowadays but like if you look at how people don't really go to church anymore like that's kind of collapsed and like you know the community things like it, it all of that is kind of unraveling and we're kind of going online a lot more so I feel like in order to keep saying like I have to feel connected to people online as as much as I do offline mm. um it's about being relatable yeah I have but to it goes both ways yeah exactly like I like I like I really appreciate that realness in people mm. um and obviously like a big part of what I do is like entertainment like with YouTube like people want like it's a niche form of entertainment it's you know because some of my friends will kind of say like, oh, well, is it not a bit fake though? And I'll be like, what do you mean? And they'll be like, well, you're sitting there and, you know, you're all done up and you've got the light on and you've got, you know, um, it's very presentery and you're talking kind of very animated, whereas you wouldn't really talk like that in real life and stuff. And I'm just kind of like, well, I want my stuff to be engaging and for people to like actually enjoy watching it because yeah. otherwise, why would you watch it? But if you're a presenter but- on a TV, it'd be you know, it'd be the same. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just a, yeah, it's a new thing and I feel like a lot of us are still trying to like figure out and figure it out because it's so new. I've been doing this for my job for about five years but that's a very short amount of time for this to have existed and I've no guidebook to go by. There's no blueprint. Um, You have such a huge audience. What is it, like over half a million on YouTube? It's, yeah, I think of 560,000 on YouTube. Obviously with that comes a lot of probably wankers who are just keyboard warriors trolling. Do you just not pay attention to that how do you stay resilient when you're exposed to more negativity oh yeah that was a big thing for me at the beginning and it really was really hard on me for the first I'd say two years on YouTube um and I got a lot more crap back then because I think I was a lot more um like I was more malleable like people would say things and I would react and I would tweet about it and I'd Instagram story myself being really upset and like, how can people think this mm. and say this and it, it, it affected me so that invited more and more yeah, of the yeah. same um, and nowadays I only really get it on like the odd video say if I do videos about sexuality or any kind of um, divisive topics that I will talk about I'll get people just being really hateful for no reason but they're not really ca- like trolls they're they're they, they probably are but they're not like act actively trolling me whereas in the past I would have people literally like set up multiple make fake oh accounts spread rumors impersonate me you know all, all this kind of thing um but now my whole thing is if I get something like that and it's not constructive criticism I just completely ignore it or block them or delete or whatever yeah I really do exercise my control because I think of my channel as like my house yeah I was like I don't have to take this shite like I just don't I don't have to sit here and read this like go off and talk about me in real life you know yeah, yeah. You can think whatever you want but this is my channel and my mm-hmm. space um but in the past like it would really really get to me because I was taking it so personally I wasn't thinking like these are just people who are probably really sad and anxious or depressed themselves just sitting at home and they're taking out their frustrations you know online because they're they not being held accountable like there mm. there's no name or face to to this person they can be anonymous and they can say whatever they want but they weren't just doing that to me obviously like everyone on the internet gets crap from everyone and I kind of when I kind of stepped back and I would look you know I would go on to my favorite youtubers and I go down to their comments and I'd see all these awful things and I was just like well how can anyone say anything bad about this person like I love this person and then I had to like look like treat myself the way I would 
or think about myself the way I think about other people like I don't deserve this and I haven't it, it is it's it's hard sometimes to decipher between hate outright hate and genuine constructive criticism because yeah. someone can massively disagree with me um but if they come at me from a place of like wanting to actually have a dialogue and or educate me or um set me right or anything like that I really appreciate that but mm. when it's just you know if it's name calling if it's um that, that kind of stuff I just no mm. time for it now if you go back then to 2009 10 years ago when the shit really hit the fan for mm. you what would you say is the biggest learning you've had about anxiety and about yourself in those 10 years wow in about my anxiety um I think what do you wish you could tell yourself then then okay yeah. um oh god if if I could go back to when I was 19 and when I was the, the 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 worst of it was was the panic attacks and all that kind of stuff I would just want myself to know that it is something that is not going to be a massive defining factor like it's not it's not going to be like I'm Melanie who's from Ireland and has anxiety and yes. this and that like it was it's never going to be part of like my label like yes. you know if you were writing a bio a, a little bio about yourself it's not going to be part of that bio it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal um and I know it's so easy to say that and when you're when you're struggling with it and you're hearing people like us saying that it's probably like oh well easy for but but say. it's so it is true like you don't have to let it take over like some people do though some people because they don't understand it and they're they're so afraid of it and like it does completely swallow them up mm. and and they they think of themselves as a person with anxiety rather than a person who enjoys you know soap operas or a person yeah. who you know they, like think of anything else that that makes up you um and that is something that like I just anytime I meet anyone now like I have someone quite close to me right now is dealing with it really badly and I just keep saying to her like the look at all these amazing things like these things that you're good at she's great at art she's she's like um really funny she's so so many lovely things about her um and she's just going through a certain like life phase Mm -hmm. that's very difficult and I like just wanting her to not be so afraid of it you know what I mean um yeah if I could go back and just take the fear out of it because it's the fear of the unknown and you think when you're feeling it so bad the nature of anxiety is to think you're never going to be any other way yeah and what a waste of nervous energy. I know. Like, I just, I know it's it's obviously easier now that I have some distance, same as you, but I just wish I could go back and be like, you're going to come through this. And even though, like, I and I felt like for both of us, we were very, very, like, it wasn't just like a little bit of overwhelm on a oh, day to day. It was like ill with yeah. anxiety and you can absolutely come back from it. Yeah. If you feel it's starting to rise for you, like say, you know, today you started to feel a little bit panicky, what, what, what's your go-to? What's your very practical advice? My, I, I do very, very basic things nowadays um, to do it. Like, first thing I'll always do is have a little chat with my dad or my boyfriend and just tell them how I'm feeling. Yeah. So um, you put it out there and I, you normalise it. Yeah, straight away. And just because then I don't feel alone in it. Like, I don't feel like mm-hmm. it's just me and the anxiety. I'm like, you know, reaching out and then someone else is being brought into it. And then I have it's it's a such a simple thing and I know a lot of people won't work and stuff like that but I linked way back when I was doing like therapy and stuff like that I linked the smell of lavender to when I had passed a panic attack because mm-hmm. at the end of a panic attack I'd always like just put it everywhere to mm-hmm. have an association yes so I will put a bit of lavender oil or something on like my scarf or my coat I'll go for a walk with listening to music that I really like like mm-hmm. I love movie soundtracks so yeah. I'll like listen to them and it'll just put me into a bit of a better place and and what I try and do is make myself like busy with things I enjoy so like I'll you know 
watch a movie and we'll ma- make a meal together and um like my my family or me my boyfriend or something or like I try so hard to like I don't try and like pause my whole life yeah. and just be like I have to because I, I try and keep going but doing things that I really like and I try and take a step back from work stuff and I know I, I feel quite privileged and like I work for myself and that kind of thing but I, I try and take like a little bit of step back for just like a few hours and not think about the next day or you know things that are due that kind of thing and um, deep breathing is a massive one so like I do the whole breathing through my nose what and is I your favorite out. breathing technique do it with me I do so when I breathe in through my nose and I let my stomach go outwards so I breathe mm-hmm. in for a few beats and then I breathe out slowly through my mouth for, for a few beats so okay. and it's it's amazing if you do oh, that like eight eight or ten yeah. times so so good when I start kind of like really yeah we we take the breath for for granted so much and I remember I used to be like a oh, fuck off like <laughs> I if know I could just it sounds so hippie this, doesn't it I know like if I could just breathe I would have done that by now <laughs> yeah but actually when you when you slow down and, and do that even if it's just doing five breaths every yeah. morning and every evening that starts to lower the cortisol and lower the stress response yeah scientifically it back, you know it's yeah. amazing and um and then other things would be like um I I mentioned this in the video we did but like hyper focusing on something so like usually something very textured I like doing it with like a rug or my cat and my Mm. cat's like really like two cats but one of them is really fluffy and I'll just kind of lie with her and stare Mm. at her and focus completely on her as if nothing else I just just try and blank out everything else that's in my brain Um, and little really simple things like they're not it's not like rocket science type thing but it's kind of like a, a culmination of a bunch of different yeah. things that I I go to yeah. um like almost like a routine mm-hmm. um and then with self-care is a massive thing like I'm very big into like journaling and kind of keeping track of like gratitude for example like focusing on things that I'm really grateful for so say if I'm I'm anxious about I don't know a, a move or a work thing or something like that I I try so hard to take my mind away from negative negative but about that thing to shift it to like oh, I'm so happy that um, I have, like, a roof over my head. I'm so happy mm. my dad is well right now. Like, he's he's not, like, sick or whatever. And I'm so ha- glad I have all of my senses. Like, I'll just fo- the most basic things. I'll just focus on those things. Um, and I keep track of that in a journal. I brought out, like, a line of yeah, journals. Yeah, they're amazing. Where yeah, do people buy them? Um, I, they're on my Still Nest store. So if you okay. type in Melanie Murphy Me Time Journal. Okay. And it's kind of for tracking things like your digestion, your mood, um, exercise, food, all that kind of stuff. Because, like, I noticed with the IBS thing, it was, like, anxiety and stress on one side and then food t- triggers on the other side. But I feel like even... It's not even about that. It's, like, taking the time out of my day where I'm, like, I'm actually doing something for myself right yeah. now. That feeling makes me feel very in control Mm -hmm. whereas the anxiety always makes me feel very out of control so Mm -hmm. doing things where I do feel kind of like oh like I'm doing this and you know what I mean like it's coming from me so I find that little things like that make a massive difference you're kind of like actively empowering yourself even just by sitting down and writing something yeah before I let you go if you if you want people listening to just take away one thing or to know one thing about anxiety what would it be um that it's a liar um (laughs) that there's uh there's nothing to be that terrified of. Like usually when it's happening, it's not happening because there's a comet hurling at the planet. It's happening because you have a deadline. You know what I mean? And it's, the response is like rooted in like how 
our species evolved and it's not um happening for the right reasons anymore like in our modern world it's just happening over the most stupid things um but it's not it's it's also there kind of almost to protect you like it's it's the reason we have that response in the first place is obviously some kind of defense mechanism or something um so like yeah it's 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 lying to you there's nothing to be that to to be so afraid of mm-hmm. um and it, at the at the end of the day as well like just to kind of go easy on it and just accept that it's just part of you yeah it's i kind of, of it, it helps me to think of it as sometimes as an overbearing parent who's just trying so hard to like yeah. wrap you in bubble wrap and make sure nothing happens to you and you're like i'm fine yeah like it's just it's going too overboard that's you know? perfect yeah, yeah that's brilliant melanie murphy thank you so much for joining me thank I you for having chats. me thank you ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.